The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Michael Graff Show. Hello, how come I rich and you not? How come you not sell real estate like I do? How come I sleep with your wife while you at work and then I pee in your toilet and don't flush? And sometimes I open the back part and I pee in there so that when you flush, pee come out. You know why? Because I'm smart. I'm smart, you stupid. Michael Graff. We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. Okay, okay, let's try to watch the language. There's children present, yeah? That's right. One in ten support D's nuts for present. The zip code famous Michael Groff Show. Hey, that's just a regular unattractive guy who's not famous. If it's a legitimate rape, the female body has ways to try to shut that whole thing down. And you're an idiot. <laughs> At the tone, the time will be 26 Railroad. The zip code famous Michael Graff Show. Oh, that's what gay is? Oh, yeah, I could totally get into that. The following program is in the hands of a guy whose professional and personal lives are about as depressing as the idea of Donald Trump with access to the nuclear codes. From his exile in the urban desert, it's the zip code famous Michael Graff Show. I'm still here because, well, I didn't win the Mega Millions, and I didn't win the Powerball. I guess, I guess how the lottery works is that you, um, you have to play it in order to have a chance to win it. That's my, that's my understanding of how that works. Anyway, welcome in the Zip Code Famous Michael Grav Show on the air. It is... What is today? Thursday, the 25th of October, 2018. Groffshow at gmail.com. That is my email address. It's groffshow at gmail.com. That's also the PayPal address for your most generous contributions to this program. Again, groffshow at gmail.com. Michael Groff is where you can find me on Twitter. The Michael Groff Show on Facebook. And for everything else Michael Groff related, it's the one, the only, michaelgroff.com. Where you can listen to this and previous editions of the program. Donate. You can uh, just... Do whatever. I mean, one of these days it'll be a fully interactive porn site. It's the one and only michaelgroff.com. And joining me, yes, it's been a while since we've had somebody in studio, but uh, join, here, here he is, everybody. It's Johnny. Hey, everybody. It's me. I'm back. I know. We need a, we need a special Johnny theme song. I don't know. Johnny. No? Oh, mm. well, uh, that's 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 an option that we could have gone with. We also could have used uh, this. <laughs> nice. Why not? Because every time Johnny's here, we, I, I don't know. It's either that or angry Johnny. That's about all. Or Johnny on the monorail. I've never been on a monorail, Mike. Well, so that's not going to happen. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so uh, you're, you're here because you didn't win either, John. No, and I actually played, but it, actually, still, it didn't work. No. Yeah. So uh, did you participate in an office pool? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. Yeah, we were talking about this on text. Uh, I think office pools are like the worst idea ever. And I want to know why. Because office pools are, it's, it's just one of those things. People go around and collect money. Uh, 20 bucks or how much did you put in? Uh, 10 bucks. 10 bucks. So that's five tickets. Yep. So, and how many people were in it? Uh, we had 50. So, so 50, so 250 tickets. Yeah. 
So 250 tickets, you know, so you have a 250 out of 259 million chance of winning. Right. And if somebody would have won, by the way, the winning uh, Mega Millions winner, $1.6 million, it was sold in South Carolina. Isn't it billion? Yeah, $1.6 billion, sorry. Yes, $1.6 billion winning ticket was sold in South Carolina. And uh, who knows if they were in an office pool. But so you got 250 tickets. Now, let's say somebody just decides, uh, I'm just going to take the money and go. Oh, I, we actually had stuff we signed, emails passed around, proof that somebody put money into things. Wow. Okay. I mean, a lot of offices aren't like that. I was talking to somebody else earlier today that was like that, too. They were like, yeah, whenever we did that, we had like a contract and it was like a whole thing. But most offices are loosey-goosey. They just go around, yeah, collect that's, money. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's my 10 bucks, bro. <laughs> I'm not so, just handing it out. Yeah. I, I just think there's just too much because then you have to hire a lawyer and then you, it just takes years to get your money. Um, I just, and, and of course somebody could also just turn around and say, yeah, um, except I bought that with my own money, not the office pool money. So, you know, it's always, it's a whole thing that people can do. And because there's a human, right. when there's $1.6 billion involved, uh, you know that there's going to be the human element and the human element is generally greed. I mean, sorry, I know this sounds cynical, but believe it or not, there are people out there. There are people, they might even become president someday. There are people out there that um, that are kind of greedy. Uh, yeah. And that might take the money and run. I'm just saying that's not a completely unrealistic scenario. Nope. Let me just say, I wouldn't do that. I would never take the money and run. I would, I would definitely share all the pr proceeds from any winnings that I had. 1.6 billion. Billion dollars. Don't worry about it. I would, I, I would always share. Sure. Um, so, th so the uh, then the Powerball now is up to over seven hundred million dollars. Friday's jackpot estimated, I think, at over seven hundred million. So and it's not even worth playing until it gets to a billion. <laughs> I mean, I remember, you know, there was the old standard was like, oh, I won't play it until it's like a hundred million. Now you're seeing these jackpots getting up into the eight nine hundred million billion dollar range, um, and there are those people that. I won't play it unless it's a hundred. Meanwhile, these are people that don't have any money. People that make you know forty thousand dollars a year. Uh, I don't play the lottery until it gets to two hundred million because that's when it's worth my time. It's not. It's not logical. They really well. The whole lottery in general isn't. Uh, that's why well, I just I haven't played it in over two years now. And, and the the reason I just don't is because I know I'm not going to win. I I'm just not that. I consider myself a relatively lucky person in some regards, but I'm not lucky like one in 259 million lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky in, oh, I found a quarter on the ground. That's that's the kind of luck I have. Oh, I, I got hit by a car, but I didn't get seriously injured. <laughs> that's the kind of luck I have. So, um, so anyway, that's that's the lottery. So uh, look out for that. Uh, what else? Oh, and and speaking of unlucky, all right. So, John, I hope you're ready for this. the The Titanic two. <laughs> yes, they're making a second Titanic. I maybe name it something else. Well, they're calling it the Titanic two. It's due out in um, 2022. It's due out. What is it? A movie? Well, it's due the ship. It's it's going to be ready to go. <laughs> and okay. uh, I, I don't know who would sign up for it, but people are apparently going to sign up. They want to be on the the voyage, and it's going to follow the the exact route, they say. I hope it doesn't follow the exact route. Yeah. 
I was wondering about that. Yeah, because the, the exact route is it'll get to about 700 miles uh, southeast of Newfoundland, and then it'll go about two miles straight down to the bottom of the drink. Here's, here's my question. Now, I think that there is an above, above average at least, maybe even a 90-something percent chance that there's going to be a guy and a girl at the front of the Titanic doing the arms stretched out, and then they're going to fall and die. They're going to so, do the I'm the king of the world I'm, bit. I'm the king of the world, and then someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, that's so, that's a distinct possibility. I think it's I think it's likely, considering. So, oh, they're gonna um, also serve some of the same meals. They're gonna have uh, like a string quartet. They're gonna do the whole thing. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I guess it's gonna be the same size ship, I suppose. And of course, cruise cool. liners today are are ten times bigger than the Titan. I mean, they're just massive. If you've ever seen right. these things, they're like cities. They hold six and seven thousand people they have uh a, a, you know 11 decks above well they have i don't know 11 or 14 decks or something insane it's amazing that they even stay afloat they're these just massive uh ships with like two pools and a bunch of restaurants multiple bars it's amazing what they are the titanic for its day was uh in well, it was an incredible ship but nowadays it looks like um it looks like a third class accommodation <laughs> this is the weird part about the Titanic. We romanticize the thing as if it's something to to praise. Fifteen hundred people died aboard the ship, and we're just going to go back and go, "Hey, let's uh, let's try it again, guys. Let's go ahead and you know we're just going to uh, dress up. There's going to be people dressing up like they did on the Titanic in 1912. And can you imagine if we did that with other tragedies? All yeah. right, we're going to take the Space Shuttle Challenger, Challenger 2. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Cha- <laughs> we're going to... Are you sure you want to do this? We're going to do the Hindenburg 2, which actually was a was a successful flight until the very end. Until that very last minute when it was just getting ready to, to dock in there, and it was, just, it was just about ready, and then the whole thing blew up, and, you know, some people managed to... Well, some people actually lived through that, but... Right, you know, hydrogen, it's uh, flammable. We don't do that, though. We don't go back. Okay, let's do the Challenger, or let's do, uh, well, World Trade Center 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> right, some things should. We're going to get on uh, a United, on a, United on a, flight, and we're going to fly from, we're going to go from uh, Boston to L.A., but we're going to take a detour and buzz around the new uh, World Trade Center, and just, you know, instead of hitting it, we're just going to buzz by, and then we'll divert to L.A., like they don't do that. Why are we doing that with this? Because uh, I don't. Money. I don't get it. Well, money, of course. Man, it's always about the money, dude. All right, other news going on, like more serious stuff, substantive things. Uh, bombs, explosive devices have been mailed to many political officials. CNN, uh, the Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. CNN all received explosive packages or what they're calling uh, explosive packages, a digital clock with like some wires and explosive powder. Apparently these are crudely made bombs and the the FBI and those that have investigated say that uh, it is unlikely that these devices would have ever exploded. But nonetheless, it is uh, there's some kind of madman out there. They're mailing them to, uh, I guess, enemies of Donald Trump is what they're saying. I don't know how Robert De Niro is an enemy of Donald Trump, but apparently he is too because De Niro got one. <laughs> nah, it's, the only thing, I mean, obviously that's just 
the dumbest thing I can think of. I don't know why anybody would bother doing something like that. It's not going to solve any problems. But it has caused many different kinds of problems. Or maybe it's actually just shown. It's, it's uncovered a few things that, that, uh, that I find very annoying. I am, because humanity in general is, unfortunately, really basic. Right. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking and I'm talking to these people. And I'm hearing quotes like, uh, the, the right has done this. Right, and yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so, so you're saying to me that some some millions of folks all got together in a secret meeting and said, hey, you know what I think would be cool? I think we should send poorly made bombs to the enemies of Donald Trump. You really think that happened, you idiots? Right. It's just one guy with a beard, a hat, one eye is looking for you while one eye is looking at you, and he <laughs> probably... Just has he lives in his grandma's basement and he's pissed about something. I mean, right. that's all it is. Don't get crazy. No, that's probably what's going on because it's very strange what's happening right now in our country. Where anytime something happens, it's immediately just well, Donald Trump has created this environment. People were nuts long before Donald Trump took office. And I don't want to sit here and have to be in the awkward position of trying to defend Donald Trump because I'm just not going to do that. Uh, there's no way to defend that guy and anything that he does. But at the same time, you have to be reasonable and fair and fair-minded about this. There were crazies long before Donald Trump. There were crazies before Barack Obama. I realize that Donald Trump has, has certainly done his part to bring out the cockroaches. But let's be honest. The cockroaches were always there. They've always been a part of our culture. They're just out there. I know people show up and, and, you know, some of these crazies show up at these uh, rallies. I mean, we just had a Trump rally here last week. 40,000 people, more than 40,000 people showed up at it. I wonder what are they just probably like, you know, throwing, throwing shade or. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to do a clap back on that one. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I don't know how Are they he actually gets... there participating in a positive, positive in a pro sense or in a con. Right? Sense? No, these are people that show. These are forty thousand Donald Trump supporters. They're there with signs. They're cheering. Uh, he made an appearance over in Mesa, over at the Mesa Gateway Airport. They all probably thought it was a monster truck rally. Probably, but either way, well, monster truck rally. Trump fans, a lot of them are the same, one and the same. And they show up there with their signs and their Make America Great Again. They start chanting Lock Her Up whenever he mentions Hillary Clinton or or whatever. That's that's the audience. And I get it. I get that some of these people might bother you. But that doesn't mean that it's somebody that's in that camp that's mailing crude bombs to people. Who knows? Who knows it who it is? It probably is. Or it's somebody who doesn't like either party and is trying to disrupt everything. Well, there's also that possibility. But and I that's usually it. what it is. It's You think so? Well, you think it, you, you, I, I would say it's probably some crazy right-wing dude. Honestly, it could be. Considering I, the outcome. But I don't, I'm not one of these people that just runs onto social media and goes, all right, Donald Trump, I wouldn't be surprised if it was somebody that's, that is being paid by the Republicans to do this before the election to scare people. You know, everybody's got a conspiracy theory now. That's the problem with this. Mm. All right, well, that's uh, so that's some big news that's happening out there right now. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on how that progresses. But so far, no suspect. Uh, they are tracking things. I guess there's, uh, they're, they're tracking this back to a database in Florida. 
They don't know exactly where this is coming from, though. Figures so, Florida's involved, though. Well, Florida, well, yeah. I would not be surprised if it's somebody that's running. Uh, they're mailing packages while in the back they have a meth lab going. <laughs> uh, you know, Canada, John, has legalized marijuana. Well, Canada is ahead of our country in several ways. And uh, it's legal across the entire country. Not like our country where a few states have it and then some states have medical. It is recreational marijuana is legal all across Canada. It's great news. It's um, finally in the North American continent. We now have a nation that has legalized it. And uh, it, of course, it's not without its controversy. Well, of course there's controversy. And there, you know, people uh, here in the U.S. are worried that now this means that it's we're just one step closer to having legalized marijuana. I, God, I sure the devil's hope so. lettuce is going to come and kill us in our sleep. Uh, yeah, idiots. I can't believe people are so worried about this. Now, the problem is, is here's the deal, Mikey. There are we've got people in the country who who do not they just do not like the idea of legalizing drugs in the first place. And you know where they got the idea from? Their parents. And you know where their parents got the idea from? Maybe their parents. Or if you go back far enough, you know where they got the idea from? Was that at one point in time, the government said, this stuff is bad for you. You shouldn't do it. Right. And that's all it is. Same yeah. reason why my, my mom's afraid of rats. My mom is afraid of rats because my grandma was afraid of rats. Not because they're actually dangerous, although at one point in time they were. And that's where all that thing stemmed from. Right. Like, it all comes from someplace. Well, but it also comes illogical. from that, the Bible, which... Ties Which into is the illogical, utterly argument. illogical, right? Well, and that's the problem too. Is that uh, as long as people hold on to these religious values, then that's it's going to keep it out of some states. You now, here in Arizona, it came very close to passing back in 2016. Uh, it's not on the ballot here in 2018. Probably will be in 2020. Uh, it's up. Uh, I mean, states like Nevada, Oregon, California, Washington, all have legalized marijuana. Uh, many other states, including ours, have medical marijuana, which is basically like legalizing marijuana, essentially. Yeah, with tracking. It's like, here, put on this dog collar. It really is, yeah. That's all it is. Um, Speaking call- of crazy, I, I just have something I got to tell sure. you. Sure. So I'm okay with the kind of crazy people are today. And the reason is, is because the kind of crazy people are today... They get on social media. They say something racist or a blanket statement about everybody, but only to their friends, like it's going to change anything. Right. And then they, they that's their soapbox. Back in the day, Mike, when people went crazy, they started religion and then started genociding people. This is much better than that. Yeah, maybe. Although, see, now the problem is, is the fringe, and I always say that the fringe is winning, and there's so many examples of that, and I'll get to that in just a second. There's a great example of how the fringe wins. Um, and the fringe leads to things like, well, certain people getting elected. Like Donald Trump, he became president because, well, he became president for a number of reasons. One, uh, people were just so tired of the same old politics as usual. They would have elected anything that was different. Anybody would have come forward. I mean, Ben Carson, remember, he was in the lead for a while. He had absolutely no political experience whatsoever. And I love Ben Carson because he is a genius. I mean, he's an idiot, but he's an idiotic genius because everything that the guy says is uh, is a paradox. He is a brain surgeon, but clearly his brain needs surgery. It needs 
It needs a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know how he can be a brain surgeon, but not but believe that the world is only six thousand years old, and not believe in any sort of science. Yet he's a scientist. It's that's the fringe is what causes guys like that to get so popular and get in government. So that's that's Ben Carson in a nutshell. And what do you mean by fringe? Do you mean the the wackos? Yeah, the the fringe. And I, I don't just mean fringe ride with fringe. I mean the fringe, period. Just the fringe. Uh, that is what is winning. Yeah, but I don't understand. Do you mean a subset of people considered the fringe or voting for this guy? Or what do you mean by the Anybody, fringe? Anybody. So so people way out on the right, you know, your, your, extreme, your Tea Party, your Trump supporters, um, you know, the people that voted for Trump that continue to, that think everything the guy does is a genius, or the people that are way out on the far left that think... Oh, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if everything, if, if we just lived in a perfect socialist utopia and, you know, any anything that's an extreme. All right. So that's that's what I thought you meant. And it's not just that kind of a fringe, too. It's the fringe of, and again, I'll, I'll I have a perfect story that encapsulates the fringe um, in just a moment. But um, just one more thought on, on Canada. I guess I'm tired of the my problem with Canada legalizing weed is that it brought out every hack radio guy to do their weed stories and and roll out all their bad marijuana puns and <laughs> and just everybody 420 this and that and and it brought out my two least favorite kinds of people the people that are pro pot and the people that are against pot and you know what I mean it's the people that are like, so on one side, you've got the anti-marijuana people, and I'm annoyed by them because, they, for example, there's two knobs on the radio here that just, I've never tried pot, but I'm against it for anybody. Why? Well, because uh, I think it's bad. I think it, there's just no, the, uh, the negatives outweigh the positives in our society, uh, and I just don't think it's all that helpful. I really don't. There's no evidence that it's helpful. People don't need it. You get behind the wheel. Uh, there's going to be more accidents. If we legalize pot, everything's uh, going to go to hell. And you can't argue with people like that because they refuse to read the science. They refuse to read the evidence or hear it out. Uh, and they don't understand the, the economic benefits. They don't understand the health benefits. People that have cancer. people no, they understand it. They still don't care. I, I don't even think they understand. Because if they understand and don't care, that just makes them complete dicks. Well, yeah. If they don't understand, they're just dumb. <laughs> that's what that's what they're I'm saying. Ignorant. They're either they're willfully ignorant. The worst kind of person there uh, is is really someone with is. facts in your face, screaming, and you still just refuse to listen. Well, right, and or or they'll, they'll again they'll default to their religion, and that's always another again willful ignorance. Yeah. So even those worse. people those people annoy me, but the. Hardcore pro marijuana people are pretty annoying too. I would like to hear about this. So you know the people that are always in your like the people that always talk about. I'm so stoned right now, man. I'm derped. I'm trashed. I'm, I I smoke some grass. The devil's lettuce, weed, man. Four twenty, bro. And they, everything they talk about is, so I got stoned last night. Like, every story starts out with, so, man, I got stoned last night, huh? Or, have you ever been so stoned that dot, dot, dot? And every post on their on their social media is about it. Everything they do, they talk about it. They wear their weed shirts. Everything in their life revolves around weed. 
Right. So they're like a cheerleader. Right. It's, it's, it's like, worse mm. than a cheerleader. It's just like they make you hate marijuana because they're so... Everything revolves around it. And I get... Look, I, I enjoy beer. I liked beer. You know, I enjoy craft beer and... Still like beer. All this. Um, yes, we drank beer. But I don't go around wearing shirts with beer mugs on them. I don't wear uh, a shirt with a particular beer brand or logo or whatever. I don't do that. I don't spend my days talking about beer. I liked beer. I like I like it. I liked beer. So I, I enjoy it. If somebody asks me about it, I, I talk about it. Or if I'm out at a restaurant, I order one, you know. But I don't sit there and go, oh, man, beer. I, I hope there's a national holiday for beer. Let, it's like, come on, man. You have to be smarter. Because if I did that, you'd say, oh, my God, Mike, you're, you're an alcoholic. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> right. So... I would take the pro over the con people any day, though. No, I, I understand. It's just that they're annoying. It's just, I, t- I tell it's this true. story all the time. I When I was out over at Tempe Marketplace once, it was about nine, ten years ago, uh, there's a guy over there that was um, getting people to sign his petitions for marijuana. For the um, At this time, it was uh, medical marijuana. He wanted it on the ballot. He goes, will you sign my petition, man? I'm like, yeah, of course. And I said yes, but of course I read the paragraph at the top, and he's trying to say, while I'm sitting there reading it, and while I said I was going to sign it, um, he's selling me on marijuana. We see, man, big farm controls everything, man, and and marijuana is so much better. It's natural. It's not controlled by big farm. You know, it's so much better for you than all this uh all these opioids, oxycontin. It's so much better than anything else. And I, it's like, I get it. I understand, man. You know, I'm nodding my head. I'm like, yep, I, I hear you. And, of course, it's way better for you than tobacco or alcohol, man. That destroys your liver. And I'm like, I, I Right, 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 right. We I get it, you. dude. I hear you. Shut up and let me but read he, this thing. Right, but he keeps just... And I get that you're passionate about it. I appreciate the passion. I'm cool with your passion. That's enough. You you don't have to sell somebody that's already on your side. It's like when someone is religious, when someone is a Christian, and they. it's one thing if you're a Christian, you go to church, and if I ask you about it and you tell me, oh, yeah, you know, I believe in this. Th-, but if you sit there and you're telling me, oh, you should really read this Bible, man. Let me tell you about Christ. You want to hear us? Yeah, let me tell you this. Here's another guy that was persecuted once, and it's like, ugh, enough with your religion. So... Uh, that's that's my only problem with it. Uh, uh, passion is great. I get that you want things legalized. Wonderful. Go out and stump for it. Great. But don't make it your entire life. Because that's kind of sad. Right. I mean, I mean, some people just get into something and they really get into it. You know, these guys that are growing it, selling it, uh, you know, their whole livelihood is based on it. Well, I can see some people getting into it, whatever. But again, if I don't every- know anybody that... I don't know anybody like the person you just described, though. Just insane. You don't know anybody that... I don't know anybody who talks about it day in and day out. Ugh, you you got to look at my Facebook and my Twitter sometimes. <laughs> you ought to see some of what I see. It's it's insanity. Uh, so there's that. So now, let me... Um, actually, let me, let me take a break. And then when we come back, I, I have to give you another example of how the fringe has won and it ties in of course with Halloween because anytime Halloween is involved it's a controversial 
I don't even don't even call it a holiday. It's a it's an observation, but it's not a holiday. Yeah, I mean, it's it, a, it's used to be something that was that actually meant something. Yeah, but uh, but it's a controversial thing. Every time Halloween happens, there's always something new, and this time, ooh, Megan Kelly really stepped in it. Really stepped in it. I guess I don't know. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but uh, apparently. Twitter, anytime somebody says anything that's slightly off kilter, uh, Twitter and Facebook blows up and then there's a huge fallout. So we'll get into that in just a second. Johnny's here. I'm here. It's the zip code famous Michael Groff Show. Sadly, it's the best podcast available. You're listening, You're listening to the zip code famous Michael Groff Show. In this farewell, there's no blood, there's no alibi Cause I've drawn regret from the truth of a thousand lies So let mercy come and wash up Famous Michael Grav show on a Thursday, the 25th of October, 2018. You know, I want to be that guy. Like somebody in that band is making a lot of money to do this. I can do that. Little system of a down Daft Punk. I like Daft Punk to some degree. I don't know, it's kind of neat. It is kind of cool. Groffshow at gmail.com. That's the email address. It's groffshow at gmail.com. Also the PayPal address. Michael Groff on Twitter. The Michael Groff Show on Facebook. And for everything else Michael Groff related, the one and only michaelgroff.com. Another example of how the fringe has won, John. Okay. So, uh, Megan Kelly. She is the host of... To Megan Kelly today or today with Megan Kelly, whatever the hell they're calling that show now. Ratings mm. have not been great on it. Um, she has she has struggled uh, mightily um, to get a, a real good audience going. She has a a small but loyal crowd, like well, Ricky Lake. <laughs> like Ricky Lake. Well, she stepped in it the other day, I guess. Uh, so the the topic was about Halloween. Uh, because you know, we're a week away, less than a week away now. Right. And they were talking about how somebody on the Real Housewives of New York dressed up like Diana Ross and, for Halloween. And why does that matter one way or the other? Well, if you're white and you dress up as Diana Ross and you put on blackface, for example. <laughs> oh, uh, that, God. Yeah, that, that can go a little south. <sighs> why do people do that? So there was a discussion about it, and this is what Megyn Kelly, this is part... 
I'm not going to play the entire thing, but this is part of what Megyn Kelly had to say. This was, I think this is on Monday where these comments were made. So here we go. There was a controversy on The Real Housewives of New York with Luann as she dresses Diana Ross and she made her skin look darker than it really is. And people said that that was racist. And I don't know, I felt like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. I, I don't know how like that got racist on Halloween. It's not seen like it, she's walking around I, I in general. I have not seen it. Megyn Kelly is saying, I don't know, I guess if you want to dress up like Diana Ross, I, I think it's, it's okay. I don't know if I see that as racist. Now, putting on blackface, uh, I don't think that's ever, I don't think that's ever a good idea necessarily. But I don't know. I've always been of the mindset that it all comes down to intent. If your intent is to be a dick, if your intent is to be racist, if your intent is to harm someone deliberately, then obviously you're the bad person, you're in the wrong, you're a racist, you're a dick, you are doing exactly as you intended. But I think if your intention, which clearly in this case, your intention is to pay homage to Diana Ross, who this person apparently loves and who doesn't love Diana Ross, um, I don't see what the problem is, I guess. Honestly, that I'm coming from the same position you were in. I am like, well, okay. I'd never do it, but I'm not going to sit here and just, I'm not going to just blanketly say that if you're a, a black person and you dress up as a white guy or you put on a, a white guy's mask or if you're a white guy and put on a black guy's mask or an Asian mask or if you're a whatever, you're one race and you put on a mask or you dress up like another race, that that automatically makes you racist. For example, when I was my first year in Arizona, my first Halloween in Arizona, 1982, I wasn't even five years old yet. I remember being dressed up like a, a Native American. All right. So I had like paint all over my face. I had like a bunch of like I had, I don't know, like some beads and and like a, a weird whole outfit, a multicolored outfit and all this stuff. And I don't know. I thought it was neat to dress up. I didn't look at it as racist. I guess nobody looked at it as racist or culturally appropriating somebody. I didn't look at it that way as a four-year-old. I don't think my parents looked at it that way. It was just a neat costume. It was uh, there, Everybody was dressing up, so what's the big deal? It wasn't done to harm or slander or otherwise be pejorative. So I didn't see what the problem was. Yeah. You know, I mean, it depends on your perspective, people's perspective. Perspective is everything. It, it almost literally is everything. Well, and I, I get that there are people that are victims of discrimination. And I get I'm not unsympathetic to people that have been in a position where they have faced a lot of uh, racial pejoratives and people excoriating them because of their race. I get it. I understand that. You, you know, I have never lived the life of a black man, so I cannot tell you what that is. I don't know what that's like, and I'm sure that in many regards, uh, if I lived in that lifestyle, I would probably have a much different viewpoint. I do live as a person that's legally blind. I've certainly been discriminated against, so I, I get to a small extent some of the hurdles that people face. Uh, so I'm not unsympathetic, but at the same time, it's Halloween. There's not ill intent. I, I would never do it. I don't know anybody that would dress up that way. I know there's probably people that would think it would be hilarious if I dressed up as certain characters or whatever, but I just probably wouldn't. So, right. I don't know. So I, I think everyone's just quick to judge uh, something is racist or bad because, well, because society says that that's what it is. Well, especially now. Right. It's gotten to the point where you can't do anything without 
mean. And I'm not condoning it either. <laughs> I want to make it very, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying, let's look at intent before we judge something. I, I think we should at least give somebody the benefit of the doubt. That's, well, that's what we've forgotten. Actually. Well, the benefit of the doubt is never given on Twitter or Facebook, social media, because this story, this blew up immediately. Um, and there's just a firestorm that happens. So the next day, Megan Kelly starts out her show like this. And this is hilarious. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to the show. I'm Megan Kelly. And I want to begin with two words. I'm sorry. <laughs> you may have heard that yesterday we had a discussion here about political correctness and Halloween costumes. And that conversation turned to whether it is ever okay for a person of one race to dress up as another. A black person making their face lighter or a white person making theirs darker to make a costume complete. I defended the idea, saying as long as it, as it was respectful and part of a Halloween costume, it seemed okay. Well, I was wrong. and According I to who you're wrong. Oh. Um, she's wrong because somebody in the network told her that she was wrong and she was forced to do an apology. That's what that was right there. That was... I learned yesterday I was wrong. Well, you did. It, obviously, <laughs> it wasn't wrong when you said it, and now you think it's wrong because somebody told you it was and that your job is on the line, and so they're telling you to apologize. And my number one rule in broadcasting is, unless you're actually sorry, don't ever apologize. Apologies are weird anyway. I don't think people should apologize for having an opinion. If your opinion bothers somebody, that's too bad. You know, that's it. If my opinion bothers a listener, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. Um, so I don't think you should ever apologize for having an opinion. Um, if you bother somebody, if you upset somebody and you're empathetic to them, you could say that you're sorry that that bothers you. But why in the world, 24 hours ago, you're saying, hey, as long as it's respectful, as long as you're not absolutely just being a dick, which is kind of what we said, although not as elaborate. Right. If you're not being a dick, then who cares? It's Halloween. Lighten up. Uh, Pun intended, I guess. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, God. But no, but really, it's like, I don't, uh, I've learned that I'm, anyway, she continues. One of the great parts of sitting in this chair each day is getting to discuss different points of view. Sometimes I talk and sometimes I listen. And yesterday I learned. Oh, God. I learned that given the history of blackface being used in awful ways by racists in this country, it is not okay for that to be part of any costume, Halloween or otherwise. Now, now look, I get it. Whitey has pretty much ruined a lot of stuff for people because there are a lot of there are people that are racist out there. There are assholes that just go, you know, and they go out there and they do their oogie to boogities and all that. I get it. Okay, I get that it's not it's not something that you should do. Like, I don't think it's, you know, Amos and Andy and all this other stuff. I don't think it's cool to go out there and just put on blackface and mock people. That's mm, not no. cool. Mocking people in general is not cool. Right. But how is it any different for somebody to put on a mask that's a different color skin than the one you have or to dress up as something that may be considered culturally offensive to some cultures. For example, dressing up as a dragon or dressing up as a skeleton. In Asian cultures, especially Chinese culture, that's really bad to do that. Dressing up as the Grim Reaper is considered like a, a really terrible thing to do. But we don't consider Asian culture when we do that. We still dress up like it and walk around the size and we do, all, you know, so... It's it's weird that there are some cultures that we don't care if we offend and other cultures we do care and 
Uh, I don't I don't understand why that standard exists. Either we should just go ahead and cancel Halloween because everything is offensive to everybody, or we should just friggin' relax. Actually, it might be offensive to the people whose culture started Halloween that other people who aren't in that culture are participating in it. How about that? How, how dare you not? How, how, how about I go there? Yeah, exactly. My culture invented it. Uh, I... Again, and if you want to, if you see someone that's being racist, just call them out and make fun of them for being racist. Ostracize them from the community for being racist. Go ahead and do that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, nobody would have a problem with that. But geez, it's Halloween. I have learned that I'm I was wrong. I have never been a PC kind of person, but I do understand the value in being sensitive to our history, particularly on race and ethnicity. This past year has been so painful. For many people of color, the country feels so divided, and I have no wish to add to that pain and offense. I believe this is a time for more understanding, more love, more sensitivity, and honor. And I want to be part of that. Thank you for listening and for helping me listen to. There you go. So that's uh, from Megan Kelly. Okay. Obviously a prepared statement so she apologized and I always tell you the number one rule don't apologize you look terrible and it doesn't matter anyway because guess what just happened Megan Kelly was fired yeah. yep according to a report that's just out this afternoon Megan Kelly is out at NBC 48 hours after defending blackface I like how they characterize it she didn't really go out there and go I think it's great when people dress up in blackface and make fun right. of the Negroes. Like, she didn't say that. No, she didn't. All she said was, gee, as long as you're not being a dick, I, I don't see a, 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 a... This person is paying tribute to Diana Ross. I don't know. I don't think that's that bad. That's what she said. Right, but most people have <sighs> most people have this thing in the back of their head that's like, you know, I shouldn't do that. No, I, I get it. <laughs> I get that. And I know, I, I, I don't want to defend Megyn Kelly, but at the same time, it's... Uh, it's the same argument I always make whenever people get fired for this stuff. You're hired to express an opinion. They want you to, to be out there and give these these hot takes. You know, they want you to go on there and, and be controversial and draw on the audiences. Now, Megyn Kelly hasn't really... Her ratings are a little better than when she first started, but they're not great. Not anymore. <clears throat> yeah. And so you you want them to do that and then the minute that they do that the minute that they're expressing their opinion and trying to be controversial well you go you'd better apologize for that well i don't feel that i should well we feel that you should or you're fired my take on that is always well then just go ahead and fire me cuz i ain't doing it and if you had if megan kelly had a lot of clout like she did over at fox news she wouldn't get fired she wouldn't have gotten fired from Fox News. And I know it's yeah, Fox people News. People would say because it's Fox News is why she didn't get fired. <clears throat> well, I get I, I mean, on Fox News, you could pretty much go on the air and just, you know, you could make fun of, you could go on the air on Fox News in blackface and probably not get fired. He gads. Um, but anyway, do you know she is still owed $69 million on her contract? For what? Because. You're not, she's not she's worth that much Kelly. money. She signed this huge deal to go to uh, NBC. I mean, she was getting uh, no. I mean, I would have left Fox News for the money that they gave her, like a hundred million dollars to go there. Wow! They gave her an insane amount of money. I don't get it, but okay. And now there's news coming out that apparently she was uh, difficult to work with and contributed to a toxic environment, according to some staffers. Reports are. I don't know if this is true or not, but there are reports that. 
uh, she was a big pain in the ass. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's another story. This is a local uh, or somewhat local story. So there's a kid in Tucson named Teddy, John. He's, uh, I believe he is four or five years old. His name is Teddy, like as in bear? Yeah. Okay. And he just had a birthday. Good for him. And uh, he was having a big uh, celebration at Peter Piper Pizza. We've all been there. Yeah. I've had, uh, I, I've had, uh, I've been to mm. friends' birthdays there. Cardboard yes. with cheese on top of it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Remember to cook the pizza next time. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know, man, Peter Piper. But, you know, they had games when we right. were kids and it was, it was fun and it was okay. And, you know, kids don't care if the pizza's bad. No, it's still they pizza. Pizza's, you could, Hell, I mean, kids will eat CeCe's pizza, which is probably the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. The one thing that they have over at CeCe's, though, man, they have those brownies. I swear they just put cocaine on the top of them. They uh, are so good. I don't know how. <laughs> I That is the one thing about CeCe's. It's, I mean, you can't expect it's they it's like three dollars and it's all you can eat pizza. It's like buffet pizza. Right, you, you walk into CC's, you see Mike doing lines of brownie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, okay. That's the only thing that, I'll pay the $3 and I'll just go there and, and down like a, two plates of brownies. Snort three brownies into your Sir, skull. Sir, I think you've had enough. I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> just start running around in circles. So... <laughs> So this kid's at Peter Piper. He's having his birthday celebration. His mom, I guess, they invited 32 of his closest friends to the party. No five-year-old has 32 friends. I know. Anyway, nobody showed up. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> um, and so the mom posted a picture on Twitter, I guess, of the kid with, sitting at, an, at a table with some boxes of pizza there and like a slice of pizza in front of him on a plate, and he looks sad. So yeah, that sucks. But why but, did she do that? Well, and then she said that she regretted posting the picture to social media because, you know, it shames the kid. And I, all I think of is years later, you know, this kid's going to get on social media himself and he's going to see a picture that his mom posts, you know, uh, share a memory from five years ago. This is my loser son with no friends, <laughs> you know. Well, anyway, um, the Phoenix Suns saw this, apparently, and they decided that um, what better way to celebrate a birthday than come and check out the Suns. And uh, LeBron James was in town last night as the Suns took on the Lakers. And so... Um, that probably wasn't very good. Well, so they brought uh, Teddy and his, and his mom up here, and they he, he got to see the game, and he was very thankful. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of a feel-good story, but I... Was he the only one in his row? <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, there were there were some there were a lot of Laker fans there last night, and the Lakers did win one thirty one to one thirteen. Yikes! Uh, the Suns, after a very impressive opening night win against the Mavericks, the Suns have dropped three straight. Now they're one and three on the season, and uh, they don't play a lick of defense at all. I expected LeBron to uh, win though that game. Well, LeBron didn't. He didn't play amazingly well it was a lot of the other uh cast there for the lakers that stepped up but right I mean, my point is he probably doesn't have to play amazingly well still to well the lakers they were zero and three going into the game they hadn't won a game yet so that's ugh, that's even worse well and it's not like the lakers are going to do anything this year anyway really i mean they might get an eight seed and sneak into the playoffs but whatever uh lebron has nobody around him 
Uh, but it's good enough to beat the Suns right now. Well, anyway, so Teddy got to see the Suns, meet the players, and that was a great story. My only problem is that my cynical mind being what it is, I suspect shenanigans. Like, do you think she just staged the whole thing to <laughs> see if she can? You could- invite 32 kids and not one shows up? Really? 32? Like, you go O for 32? Did you invite 32 kids in another state to show up? I don't, yeah. I can't imagine that you invite 32 people and not one shows up. I mean, I, I had friends that, uh, you know, invited a, a basically the whole class and yeah, maybe half showed up. You know, I invited people to my parties. Not everybody, but people still showed up. You know, I've never, I mean, that's a smaller sample size. For me, it was, you know, 10, 12 kids. For some friends, it was, you know, 20 kids maybe. And, uh, and you know, you still get half at least. But over 32, I, I call shenanigans. I suspect this is one of those things uh, that maybe the mom uh, decided to, to whore out the kid and try and get something for. Listen, I know there's people that would probably do that. If I had a kid, maybe I'd do it too. I don't know. Maybe I'm a despicable person that would try and angle for free stuff. using. I kid. have kids and I don't put them on social media ever. Yeah. Not once has that happened. I know. I it's weird. Uh, you see this a lot. Uh, you see it on. Uh, you see it all over the place. People just put their kids up there and. Yeah, I'm not advertising my kids to everybody. I don't give a crap what you want to see. Yeah. Not happening. That's very strange. But so that's. I guess that's not the most. Uh, that's not really a uh, feel good story. I was challenged before the show by someone. I won't say who did this, but I was challenged to find a feel good story. For the show, John. Oh. And so that one's kind of a, that's a, that's a maybe, that's a, I don't know, I'm suspicious. It was nice of the Suns one way or the other. Well, yeah. Right, so. Well, you know, it, no, that was a good thing. The Suns doing that, that was really nice. Yeah, that's. True or not, that's giving, a giving a kid uh, a, a ticket to the, I mean, when you do that for a little kid and for their mom, you generally make a fan for life. Or at least a fan for a while. It's hard for anybody to be a fan of the Suns right now and the terrible ownership and what's going on with that organization at this point. But. AZ teams in general sort of stink. Mm, yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> Have you seen the Cardinals? Yeah, One and six. Nine and ten. Patrick Peterson wants out. Now he says he's committed to staying, but you know he, uh, you fired your offensive coordinator seven games in. Yeah, I should have done that last year. Uh, he shouldn't have hired him. Yeah. I mean, learn from the from the Broncos who had the same guy and fired him mid-season. Right. Couldn't get the, any more vanilla, buddy. Learn from the Chargers who had the same guy and fired The guy, Mike McCoy, who just got fired by the Cardinals as their offensive coordinator, he has been fired by three teams in the span of the last, uh, what, 21 months. It's pretty impressive. Pretty hard to do. Twice in the middle of the season. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. So here's your feel good story. Since that one might have, that's questionable. This one, I think I like this story. I know there's going to be people in this audience that are weirded out by it, but here you go. <laughs> okay. Here you go. I'm intrigued. New at 11 young boy was made fun of for wearing nail polish to school. But after his father shared the story on social media, people from all over are now coming to that boy's side. Our cat Sotnik has more on this heartwarming story out of Franklin. Okay. <laughs> This is five-year-old Sam Guvea of Franklin, Mass, who Wednesday night is telling his story of support. Thank you for um, 
cheering me on and supporting me. The kindergartner says he was made fun of on Monday at school for wearing this bright red nail polish. When I walked to school, I thought I was, I thought I was not going to make people made fun of me, but they did. And one thing, I didn't like that. He says the kids told him he shouldn't wear it. They said, <laughs> that's only for girls. They kept doing it, and I, and, I, and I said, it's for boys and girls. Shoulders were slumped, his face was long, and I was like, buddy, did you have a rough day? And he broke down. In response, Sam's dad posted his story to social media, talking about gender norms and calling it toxic masculinity. The next morning, Sam's story went viral, overwhelming support from all across the globe and from celebrities, including a former Pats player. When we woke up the next day, it was just madness. Sam's mom says his school has been nothing but supportive and doesn't fault them or Sam's teacher. And Wednesday night, Sam has a message for everyone who's thinking of him. I feel good. Yeah. And the responses have been so overwhelming, Sam says he'll continue to wear that nail polish. Reporting from Franklin, I'm Katherine Sotnik, NBC10 Boston. I don't know. That seems like a that's that's a pretty good story. Yeah, I mean, good for you, kid. I, I'm. It, it made the news. Well, I don't. I'm one of these people that who cares if a kid I really don't especially care. a five year old kid who cares if they want to dress up or they want to wear nail polish or who cares if they're 20 and want to do that. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, if is it affecting you? Is it hurting you that a kid is wearing nail polish? Is it? You know, it's not even we. It's not even weird. That's the thing. It's not even unusual for a child to explore different things. Children uh, dress in the other gender's clothes. They they pretend they're the other gender a lot. They they explore. They, you know, this is what childhood is. Have you ever seen pictures of young people in like 1890, 1880, 1910? People, boys were wearing stuff that. It looks like a pink dress over and over again. Right. Like the color pink was not a thing until somebody marketed blue and pink as a boy versus girl thing, I think in the 40s or maybe even the 50s. I don't remember. It's very but strange. All of these things are invented by people who want to sell you something and then you listen to them. Yeah. I mean, um, when I was 17, I remember I had a manicure once. I've only, I've only had a manicure uh, two times in my life, and it was in like within the span of a couple of weeks or a few weeks of one another. Um, I don't know why people make fun of anyone for getting a manicure, like a dude getting a manicure. First of all, it's amazing. It's like hand massage, your nails, which for guys, most of our nails are disgusting. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know they put like a clear polish on my nails, not like a color. And it just it looked like my nails were just super clean, and because they were, like they get the cuticles and they do all this stuff. And I don't think there's anything really wrong with it. I don't mind it. I wouldn't, especially not the hand massage part or the foot massage part. Right. That's the best part. Well, I would never get a pedicure because I would never subject some poor woman, especially. <laughs> How do you know it's going to be a woman? Well, <gasps> yeah. gender norm. That's true. You just went, you just, you just did it. You did it. Every time I've been anywhere where there's a, it's, it's always, at least around here, it's always like Vietnamese and Chinese uh, people that are doing pedicures. And I can vouch area. for that. There are three places within a half a mile around here and it, and they're all it, it run is, by the, it's they seem weird. like they're all run by the same person. I know it. It's so, 
But anyway, I would never subject any poor person, especially though a woman, I would never subject them to having to even touch my feet. I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. That Nor, would, right. That's cultural appropriation right there, subjecting you to my feet. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Nor do you want, I mean, it's also you, right? You don't want the embarrassment also. I know, I, I would, the whole time. It's embarrassing, going, right? I'm You're so like, oh, sorry. God. I'm so sorry that you have to touch that. I'm so sorry. Right. Yeah, hashtag me too. It would be a it'd be oh, a brother. big problem. Yeah, I think that's a great story, and I'm glad that most people jumped to this kid's side right away on social media and uh, yeah, because defended he's him five for for the love of everything that's yeah. good in the world. Can you leave a kid alone? Yeah, just you know you can really screw curious. somebody up for life messing with them when they're a kid. It, it actually happens. And when I was a kid, it was oh boys that play with dolls. Except the people that would make fun of boys playing with dolls are the same people that would be cool with kids playing with. Like G.I. Joe's and other action figures, right, which, which are doll. like dolls. They're just smaller. <laughs> They're dolls. They have a specific point. Ugh. They're dude dolls. I had it's... so many dude dolls when I was a kid. Right. Are you kidding? <sighs> I mean, I still have some of my action. I still have my like, He-Man. And Ninja those are... Turtles, He-Man, Battle Beasts, Muscles. Well, if you play with dolls, it means your kid might be gay. Or the... I'm like, did you ever see those He-Man and the, a lot of the other action figures? Talk about homoerotic, a lot of them. <laughs> He-Man with his like shirt off and these big bulging muscles. He's wearing un- just underwear. It's like, and you know, you're wrestling. Made out of exotic fur, by the way. Right. And you're wrestling, <laughs> you're wrestling these action figures around with one another. And they're like on top of each other. And you talk about, and like a lot of the cartoons of the 80s, again, homoerotic. And yet we ignore that and we go, yeah, but don't play with, if you play with the dolls, it means your kids might turn out gay. Okay. What's the big deal if they do? And and yeah, and who cares if they do? Right. I mean, let's face it. History has shown that gay has been around for a real long time. It's not it's not new, everybody. The fact is, there's just more people on the planet, so it's more noticeable. It's the same percentage. Yep. Don't tell that to Mike Pence, though. He'll try to cure you. I, I think Mike Pence should probably take a, a swim. Because <laughs> he sounds like a moron. Uh, and he's a politician. So my, and this is this is where my fault, this is where my perception is is skewed and jaded. Yeah. Because I, I don't believe anybody who is a politician is out for the good of the people. I think they're out for the good of themselves. Yeah. And I have seen it over and over and over and over again. So, uh, you know, you're going to have a hard time proving that wrong to me. Yeah, that is, uh, well, that's the nature of a lot of things now, I guess. But good for this kid. All right, we will take a break. And then when we continue, we'll come back. We'll have the uh, we'll have the song of the day. We haven't, uh, you know, we have to do that. We have to do our "Who Gives a Fuck" segment. That's always important. We can say that on the air. Of course, you can say that. I don't know. Uh, we'll fix that right after this quick break. Taking pot shots at both sides from the radical middle. Ah! It's the zip code famous Michael Graff show.
the zip code famous Michael Groff show. Don't worry, it's uh, I've only been running this board for uh, what 18 years or so. I'll, one of these days, I'm gonna get it down right. <laughs> Groffshow at gmail.com. That's our email address and our PayPal for your most generous contributions. Groffshow at gmail.com. Michael Groff on Twitter. The Michael Groff Show on Facebook. Everything else, it's michaelgroff.com. Johnny is here. Yo, 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 yo. And this is, uh, it's a Johnny bumper, I guess. Yeah, this is a good song. I like to do this uh, karaoke style. Yep, it's my favorite song to sing. Nice. So, <clears throat> I see that uh, there's just there's so much to talk about. I can't believe we've already, it's almost been an hour. We've already been here. So, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, and just before we get to the song of the day, I guess you're going to tell me, uh, because Johnny's here, so Johnny gets to pick the song of the day. I do? Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So, John was telling me about a song that he wanted us to, uh, to do for the song of the day and why it is that you like this song. Well, so I've been getting really heavy into synth wave, which is something that started off in the 80s a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of the... Well, it's a precursor to techno. It's when techno first like really started to do a thing. Now, the problem with techno for me is it's oftentimes just extremely sophomoric in nature. As a musician and as a person who writes lyrics, both of those things are usually just lacking in right. the electronic music world. But there, every once in a while you run into somebody who spends quite a bit of time to make something very, uh, I don't know, mature sounding. And this particular song called Clova by a band called Pilot, P-Y-L-O-T, is, well, I can tell that they wrote this song about a girl, and I can tell that they think that this woman is amazing. And you can kind of tell by the, there's no words, it's just music. But it's just super, I don't know, it's just, it's it's awesome. Check it out. All right, so uh, with that, we uh, smoothly transition into it. And I, again, I've only been running uh, the board for... Define smoothly. Well, this is this is how it normally goes. This is what I would normally do. See, because I'm so used to being here and, and just talking to myself for an hour or two, normally I would just say, and now it's time for the song of the day. The zip code famous Michael Groff Show. <laughs> song of the day. And then we launch into it. But, you know, I wanted to, you wanted to set it up a little bit. And it's a I little bit want- different than the normal songs of the day that we do here. So mm. there's that. So this is Pilot. It's called Clova, the Michael Graff Show Song of the Day.
right, that's Pilot, the zip code famous Michael Groff Show song of the day. That is called Clova. And that, uh, by the way, selected by Johnny because, well, he's the guest here. He gets to choose the song of the day. Plus, you know, I didn't really have anything in mind, so why not uh, put all the burden on him? So if you don't like it, guess what? Um, you know who you can blame? I don't care. Yeah, you can blame, <laughs> you can blame him for it. Yeah, you go ahead. I'll take it. Anyway, from that... I'll be the boogeyman. From that, we much more smoothly transition into... Who gives a fuck? It's the news that the media wastes valuable newsprint megabytes and airtime reporting. Do you want me to give you my things I don't care about speech again? And the only question we're left asking is... Who gives a fuck? Yes, it's that time again where we try to expand the demographics of this program by presenting you the stories that I may not necessarily care about. And maybe some of you in this audience traditionally wouldn't either. But somebody must because these are stories that are making headlines all over the place. It's the music news, entertainment news, and just all the miscellaneous stuff that we would ordinarily skim right on over. But we present it to you in this segment right here. And here we go. Chelsea Clinton, John, is apparently... I don't care. Uh, exactly. That's why it's in this segment. She apparently wants to get into politics. She's following in her parents' footsteps. So what you're telling me is that when somebody accuses her of doing something bad, she's they're going to mysteriously disappear? <laughs> well, I don't know about all that, but she says... Quote, I think if someone were to step down or retire and I thought I could do a good job and it matched my talents, I'd have to think if it's the right choice for me. Now, she lives in Westchester County, New York. She doesn't have any political experience, although she has been on the, you know, part of the Clinton Foundation for quite a while. She's like the vice chair of the Clinton Foundation for whatever that's worth. she's Now, here's the part that makes me feel old. She's 38 years old. Remember, we, we watched her Holy grow crap. up. Yeah, she's Wait. 38. Yeah, but she's she's the same age we are, basically. Yeah, basically. Even... But it's just weird. It's just when you see someone that you've seen forever like that, and now they're, they're our age, that's just... Well, as an aside, yeah. and... It has no bearing on what's going on, but uh, I would as, I would just as soon date you before I date her. <laughs> well, and you're I, a guy. I am available. <laughs> um, Netflix has canceled Luke Cage and Iron Fist. The their two of their most popular shows have mysteriously been canceled. Uh, the latest was now Iron Fist. A couple that was a couple of weeks ago, and now. Luke Cage has been canceled. And this is, keep in mind, these are two of the most popular shows. Are they? On the, Netflix. Well, they they are. They The first the first Iron Fist was, the first season was freaking deplorable. Nobody liked it. I guess it got a lot better. I yeah, haven't seen it. I hear it. it got a lot better, but I refuse. I don't care. Luke Cage supposedly is very good. Is it? From I don't everything, know. Again, everything I've heard. Now, I watched Daredevil. That's again. That's another show that's part of the Marvel universe. Daredevil's fantastic. My my problem with all these shows is they are done with. It's all the same crap over and over again. I just get bored. I'm like, I'm like, really? I can see there's so many holes in the plot. I, I can't deal with it. It's just not my thing. I mean, I like superhero movies. I think they're awesome. 
But holy crap! I mean, it, it, well, like, these aren't again. These aren't movies. These are I, I know shows. Dude. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like ugh, I don't know. So I'm I'm I am obviously the minority here on these things. Yeah, I love. I, now again, I haven't seen Luke Cage, Ryan Fist, but I liked uh, Daredevil. I'm told that Defenders is great. The Punisher is good. Um, all of these should Jessica Jones, I guess, is all right. I don't know, man. If I'm going to watch Netflix, I watch a show called Atypical, which is quite funny. Uh, a show called uh, Stranger Things, which I'm sure everybody's heard about. Those those shows on Netflix, I think, are way better than any of that stuff. Well, they uh, cite creative differences for the reasons for canceling Luke Cage. I think what's happening is Disney is merging with Fox. They're going to put out their own streaming platform, and that's probably the, the direction that they're going to go with this. Ugh. So even less choices to pick from. Huh? I know. And Pretty of soon, course, there's going to be nothing to choose from. It's only going to be one stream. Well, everybody's going to have their own platform. Everyone's going to have... I mean, there's going to be more choices, but it's you're going to have to be a member of like 20 different platforms to check out shows you like. Not going to happen. I don't... Because that's like $10 for each thing or whatever. I know, and right? that's so, that's the part that kind of sucks about it, but... Right, the problem with the business... There's a business strategy, and I don't know when this in, was invented, but this whole this whole uh, licensing a thing instead of just buying it is really... I, I feel like it's wrecking the... It's wrecking the economy for people who don't have... You know, who aren't part of it. You know what I mean? Like, these big businesses are like, well, you know... Uh, we have this program. It's called Adobe Everything, right? And instead of selling it to you, we're going to rent it to you. Well, you know, that's what's coming to Windows, supposedly. The Windows operating system is going to be like that. It's not worth ten dollars a decade. So, no, what they're no, what they're going to do is is they're <laughs> yeah, they're going to charge you a monthly fee to use Windows as opposed to just one time buying the operating system. They're going to charge you like a monthly licensing fee and of course if you don't pay it then your windows suddenly it doesn't work wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute okay so let me get this straight so i play video games that when i get a windows update wrecks the game and i have to actually hot fix the thing because windows is so great yeah and now you're telling me i'm gonna have to pay them for the privilege of fixing my sh mm, sorry i <laughs> uh i mean you can say shit here yeah i, I, mean I don't want to go unibomber but this is the closest i'll ever get like that's not cool it it's, Your uh, crap better work right. It's definitely a business strategy that they're going to be employing, supposedly with uh, maybe even on their next uh, iteration of an operating system, Windows 11 or Windows. What they'll probably call it something clever like, you know, Windows. Windows jip you. <laughs> Windows jip. Eh. Windows money. But yeah, that's a, that's a weird trend that's coming, but. So look out for that. I, I don't find it weird, actually. Well, no. I find it right on cue, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> All right, John. So. Sorry. I, I try not to be cynical, but it's just if you're not blind and you're not deaf, I don't see how you couldn't be. I, When it comes to the Windows stuff, nothing. Listen, I went off on a, on a rant, a very famous rant on this show. Probably seven, very in the infancy of this show, back 17, 18 years ago, about Windows charging for their technical support. I had a problem with my operating system. I called Microsoft. They told me it would be 230 something dollars for technical support. And so I told, 
I told the lovely woman from India on the phone. Uh, I said, so let me get this straight. And uh, apparently your name is Ellen Smith. Anyway, let me let me just <laughs> say something, Ellen. I'm sure your name is not 40 syllables and doesn't look like an eye chart. But anyway, um, I, I hate being lied to about what your name is, by the way. That's just so... That part in itself is offensive. But anyway... I said, so let me get this straight. Bill Gates can't write source code, so I have to pay you $230 something to have this fixed. Bill Gates doesn't write the source code. No, That's I, probably I the problem. That was... <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I don't. I've never understood that whole thing. The problem anyway. is 30 billion people are writing the source code and not checking each other. They probably don't even unit test their code, yeah. they probably just chuck it at the fire. So, Apple, as long as you guys aren't complete, incompetent, jackasses and based on what I've been seeing from the iPhone lately maybe you are but uh, get ready for a big influx of customers so Sinead O'Connor John she's uh, in the news again I know you, you what, think does she have hair now or well so last year is that the reason well last year she yeah, last year she changed her name she did like a prince and she changed her name to Magna DeVitt why and she became a she became a Catholic, which is pretty hilarious when you think about it. Because remember, Sinead O'Connor, we just passed the anniversary of her going on Saturday Night Live with this performance. Remember, she did this like acapella song called "War" or something, and at the end, Over this happened. Evil. She rips up a picture like of the, the Pope. Real enemy. It says fight the real enemy. You mean organized religion? And it's dead silent. Nobody applauds. It's just this long silence. And a couple of people are like, wow, okay. Right, well. And that was pretty much, she ripped up the picture of the Pope and she ripped up her career. I mean, how many, <laughs> how many, uh, how many Sinead O'Connor songs can you name? You know, I don't know any of them by uh, name. There's nothing compares to you and... That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, so she pretty much killed her career. But anyway, she continues. I like how this story, the first words, I, I take umbrage with it. This is fake news. Irish rock star Sinead O'Connor revealed that now, after changing her name last year, she's again decided she needs another change. She's changing her name this time. She has converted to Islam, John. And she has changed her name to Shahada DeVitt. So hold on a second. Hold on. So you went on TV and you ripped up a picture of the head of one of the most corrupt things in the world. Yep. And I don't care. You can you can write. You, my name's John. Write me if you think I'm wrong. How about you read a book? Anyway, ripped up basically a picture of somebody who's running one of the more, most corrupt things on the planet to join one of the other most corrupt things on the planet. Yep. Oh, good for you. Well, you're really, you're really scoring points in my book. Shahada, Shuhada, apparently means martyrs or witness in Arab. And of course, yeah, this comes after she changed her name to uh, Magda, Magda DeVitt last year and became a Catholic. So now she's a Muslim. She says, quote, this, um, oh yeah, I forgot to, there's my, uh, this is me running the board again. I, There we go. 
This is where she says, uh, uh, this is to announce that I am proud to have become a Muslim. <laughs> Quote, this is the natural conclusion of any intelligent theologian's journey. All scripture studies leads to Islam, which makes all other scriptures redundant. I will be given another new name. I will be Shahuda. You're just stupid. First of all, that's not even true. Your career is shadad. <laughs> all theological. If you're talking about the Middle East and you want to go back and back and back, there's something called Zoroastrianism, which was uh, way before those things. And it, and uh, both and all three major religions that, that are there now stem from different ideals of that. No, it was Christianity. It's, that's it. That's what started it all. It's right, right. The Christian. God and the Bible and the Christians, and that's it. And right. then the Jews right. tried to ruin it. Uh huh. By yeah, sure. Let's fight about it. So you know, I mean, let's face it. Judaism was around before we were recording history, really. Uh, Christianity obviously started when a guy said, you know what, I'm tired of this place, so I'm going to try to make it better. And then he was killed for it, and then people took that and ran with it. Who knows if he was the son of God or not? I don't care. He was just trying to do good stuff. And then mm, 600, 700 AD, a guy went into a cave, said that uh, the angel of death told him that everybody should listen to him, and if they don't listen to him, they should read the book he wrote, which tells everybody to listen to him. And people bought that, because people are really dumb. And then he went around and killing people. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I I can't I can't tell you enough. I can't wait for the aliens to come down and tell us we're all morons and we can just get rid of the 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 the, the chain, the crutch, the chain and ball. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Is it helping you? It isn't. And here's this is how I always deconstruct the religious people in a heartbeat, especially like for example Christians and whatnot. Because so they always talk about the devil and, and I say, so let me get this straight. God, you would agree that God is the ultimate power in the universe, right? Nothing happens in the universe that God does not will or allow to happen, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so explain the devil. Because, I mean, if the devil is, is real, if the devil is something, if hell is real and the devil is real, then that means God must allow the devil to exist. God must actually want the devil to be there. Right, it's his plan. Right, so... It's it's his plan to have something that's counterintuitive to his own measure to exist. Why? This is just reason. This is just one of my many reasons. I have like a multi-point. This is my pamphlet. This is my religion, I should say. God, if you believe what is in that book, if you believe everything, then, and this is not just to, for me to pick on Christianity, by the way, but if no. you believe it, then God's a dick. God has, is a is a total asshole. Or at the very most, he just doesn't care. Right. And God and just wants you to worship him. The whole point for God creating you in the first place was for, for you to be worship for you to worship him. Does he though? Well, I mean he I wants mean, how do that. you know? Well, because you're supposed to in order to get into heaven, John, you're supposed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But but who told you that? The person? Well, that's that's the person told the book. you that, right? No, that's what it says in the book, actually. Oh, okay. Well, where did the book come from? Well, of course, the book comes from people, but supposedly, John, <laughs> the book is is it's written by people, but through the the mouth, the mind of God. Boy, that doesn't sound egotistical or anything. Right. Well, the whole thing is every religion is is. The, I mean, you can deconstruct every religion that way. 
Well, yeah. Some more than others, but that's just... I don't know how we got off of that, but, that, that's, but that's the way it is. But congratulations to Sinead O'Connor for... Um, for proving that everything you do means nothing because you just switch it next year anyway. <laughs> and not only that, but you go Fight from one extreme to the very other side of the extreme. So you're basically painfully normal. And I hate it. Um, Dr. Phil, John. Dr. Phil is staying at CBS. The host and executive producer of Daytime's number one rated talk show, has inked a new deal with CBS TV distribution to continue uh, his his series through the year 2023. Continue to lie to us about being a doctor and knowing what he's well, talking he, about? I mean, cool. he, actually, he actually is a doctor, technically, so let's not... He is not, now? Uh, he, I or mean, he always was? He always was a doctor, but, I mean... Of he's, what? he's not like from it's not like a doctorate from Harvard or Yale or Princeton. It's you know from like University of North Texas or something. Whatever, dude. I mean a doctorate's a doctorate. Yeah. I'm curious as to what it's in. Um I candy I, making? I don't know. Yarn weaving? Is this something I relevant? Be, I have to be kind of honest though about this. Full disclosure. I've watched Dr. Phil and been compelled by it because Dr. Phil had It's interesting. When, Sometimes. Rarely. When Dr. Phil had Jared Fogel's, uh, some of his um, well he had like his girlfriend on there oh, and they played some of the tapes of like his voicemails and Was whatnot. she like 12? How old was this girl? <laughs> no. Like this is a person that uh, he used to get close to children. This like she gross. was just a lure basically. And he tried to convince her to get in on it. Ugh. Yeah, because cause that's normal. Nice. But he, but I was just fascinated. That was one of the most fascinating shows. And I was like, this is Dr. Phil, but I'm, I'm telling you, I was glued to it. Well, that's because it was real information. Right. You know? I mean, I have to, I, I don't watch every day, but I mean, sometimes I see it, it's on and I mean, my grandma does nothing but watch that. My grandma and, and my <laughs> uncle Ken, they just do nothing but watch Dr. Phil, The Weather Channel, Judge Judy, and Cops. And get drunk? No. Well, my, my uncle Ken gets drunk. Oh. But no, my grandma doesn't. She doesn't touch the devil's nectar. <laughs> but uh, so, so Dr. Phil will be around. Don't worry, Dr. Phil. Don't worry, Grandma. As long as you're alive, there's... Uh, I mean, she's 95. I got to believe that uh, she'd still, she'll be 101 when Dr. Phil is done with this contract. And I'm sure he's going to stick around after that. Why wouldn't he? He's being paid tens of millions of dollars. He also is the executive producer of The Doctors, which is another show uh, that's on, that's produced by CBS. So. And then we have this, John, from the world of music, another controversy. Nicki Minaj is being sued by Tracy Chapman. Interesting. Why? And let's see. Let's see if you think that this is uh, a lawsuit that deserves merit. Here we go. All right. Should I be listening to this with a musical ear? Yes, you should okay. be listening very... Uh, well, I don't care what ear you listen to this with. I'm pretty sure you're going to come to the same conclusion. But All right, we'll play it. Nicki Minaj has a song that she put out called Sorry. 
And Tracy Chapman says this is a direct ripoff of a song she did called... What was the name of her song? It's called... Um, I think it's called... Uh, oh, Baby, Can I Hold You? Hmm. All right. So first, this is Tracy Chapman's song. All right? Here we go. Sorry. That's nice. Well, she's a terrific poet, Tracy Chapman. If anything else, if you don't like her music, if you read her words, yes. they're actually really awesome. Yep. In my opinion. Yeah, I think there's more to her than just fast car and give me one reason. No, I, I, she actually seriously is a very talented person yep. in that regard. Well, here's Nicki Minaj. Sorry. Let's see if it sounds similar. Let's see if. Here we go. Baby, even though you break my heart, I still love you. Sorry, it's all that you can say. Wow, years gone by, and still, words don't come easily. Like, forgive me, forgive me. That is. That is unbelievable. Judgment for the plaintiff in the amount of five thousand dollars. That's all. So yeah, that's uh, that's an open and shut case there, John. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's any like that's not even. It's not a thing where you can even kind of go. Oh, it sounds like it could be inspired by. It's a. You it's know, got a similar chord. It's she just took Tracy Chapman's words. Like she figured, ah, this that's an obscure enough song. Play that don't matter. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> God. Give me a break. Nick, you know I what? hate Nicki Minaj anyway. This just it's gives me terrible. It's it's absolutely and you know what really sucks is because one person isn't so in the spotlight and another person is, they're gonna no one's gonna care. Yep. That's part of the problem. Although I I think this is so easy. This is such a slam dunk that you can't even So I don't know how much the lawsuit is for, but it was um let's see here. Let me see if there's any other details on it. Um, the lawsuit should be, you don't get to make music anymore because you're stealing people's stuff. Stealing is wrong. I mean, this album, the song wasn't even included on <clears throat> Nicki Minaj's new album. So that kind of tells me that she was probably trying to sneak this one out. or I don't know what she was trying to do. Hmm. In, in the age now that we're at, you can't, this isn't one of those things you can just sneak past the goalie. No, there's too many, there's too many goalies. Yeah. So look for that. I... My guess is she'll sue for a portion of the profits that that are made off of that. So, but I guess that kind of means you have to hope that Nicki Minaj sells albums. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be an amount that sh that she's going to get like a flat amount, and then amount of the sales probably like sixty percent or I don't. Anyway, if you try to look it up on on Spotify or on YouTube, it's it's either a, it's either silent or it's been taken down because of the dispute. So right away, a lot of these. I like that YouTube and some of these other places have uh, decided to jump on Tracy Chapman's side of this. Because right. there's no other way to go. No, there isn't. I mean, duh. 
All right, John. It's time for our favorite part now uh, of of the Who Gives a Fuck segment. It's a it's a pop quiz. We haven't done one of these pop quizzes in a while. You ready for this, John? Uh, ready for a pop quiz? No. Here we go. All right. All right. Forty five seconds on the clock, John. NBC Universal is producing a new show featuring Jerry Springer. As you know, Jerry Springer's show. It's coming to an end. The Jerry Springer Show, after 26 seasons, coming to an end, over 6,000 episodes. So NBC Universal is producing a new type of show featuring Jerry Springer. What type of show is it? Is he... A, judge, courtroom show, B, sitcom, C, game show, D, investigative journalism. Uh, can you repeat the choices? Judge courtroom show, no. sitcom, mm. game show, mm. investigative journalism. I hope it's one of the last three. I think, I think a sitcom would be hilarious, but I, I don't know. Uh, C. <laughs> Final answer. I guessed. Sure. No. <laughs> no, actually, John, he's getting a court show. You're kidding me. Nope. What does he have to do with the law? Judge Jerry. Yes, the same Jerry Springer that tried to write a check to a prostitute and you, was removed. You are not the father. <laughs> Slams gavel. Um... Judge Jerry being produced by NBC Universal. So after this next season of the Jerry Springer show, so in the fall of 2019, Judge Jerry will be joining all the other courtroom shows that are out there. Divorce Court, Judge Something with Maybelline, there's Judge Judy, there's all these other there's there's a million of the judge shows. Judge yeah. Judy's the only one that well, and the People's Court. I like the People's Court. I don't even bother. But uh I my prediction on this right now is I'm going to say this is a one and done. This is a one season deal. Because first of all, Jerry Springer is 74 years old. I think Jerry's going to seven out right away. <laughs> I think I'm going to go a season. He's going to roll. He's going to he's going to put a bunch of money on the don't line, and he's going <laughs> to roll seven after seven after seven. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to finally go. Ah, this, this, this is not working. He's going to take his he's going to take his money. He's going to chase it though. So he's going to put like a thousand dollars on the pass line, and then he's going to roll a seven. I like it. I like that you've taken the right, Judge right. Jerry and you've made it into a craps game. Well, see, because he's going to roll a seven, so you know he'll he'll make a little money back and then he'll make it even more because now he thinks he's got it and he'll roll like a point that's like a six and then he'll roll a seven again it's over and he might even die on stage I, I don't know I does he have any how does he have any credentials does he have credentials to be a judge or is this is this where reality TV is gone where it's actually it's literally anything but reality See, this is the part that I don't get either. I, I Well, we have a crossover. Will Naked and Afraid and Judge Jerry be mixed together? So you have Naked Jerry trying to judge people out in the forest or something. Like, I would actually... Okay, I think maybe I wouldn't guilty. watch that. And here's my gavel. I'm going to slam my gavel. Here's my gavel. It's pretty small because it's cold outside. And, but, that's, uh, and that's my final thought. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, look for that coming to a... Uh, a TV near you. And finally, John, 
I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, Bob Barker. Bob Barker has been hospitalized after paramedics responded to his Hollywood Hills home. Um, you know, he had a, a really bad fall about a month ago, and that's always a bad thing when you're mm. getting up in your 70s, 80s, 90s. A fall can True. be deadly. Well, apparently uh, this, this one, uh, this time he's uh, complaining of uh, terrible lower back pain. Okay. So they're not sure what it is, but he has been put in the hospital for that. Uh, Bob Barker, 94 years old. That sucks. And uh, I, I mean, Drew Carey does a fine job on prices right nowadays. He's no Bob Barker. Exactly. That's that's my point, too. I liked... Oh, man. Just just to decide... I, I don't know why, but whenever I hear Drew Carey, I immediately think of whose line is it anyway. And then I immediately think of the episodes where they have Richard Simmons come in and be a prop. <laughs> the absolute best episodes of that show are when Richard Simmons is on the air. It is hilarious. Uh, maybe Richard Simmons should host The Price is Right. I think maybe... I think, you got a dollar! <laughs> Judge Richard. Judge Richard. Oh, I are think you guys are really naughty. I'm sentencing you to 50 sit-ups. <laughs> I, I sentence you to watch Sweatin' to the Oldies 24. I'm going to deal you the meal you're never going to forget. <laughs> God, he'll be a judge. He'll have his chaps on underneath that robe. He's hilarious, that guy. Oh, I love Richard Simmons. He's so funny. I don't know if he does it on purpose, but he makes me laugh. He's hilarious. Especially, dude, you got to watch. If you have never seen that episode of Who's Lying It Anyways, you need to watch it. I really should. Scope it out. It's funny. Well, anyway, Johnny, I appreciate you coming by and hanging out. Word. Like an hour and a half flew by. Right? Well, you know. Other than that crappy microphone. Well, yeah. I don't think for, for you guys in the audience, this microphone's actually gone out like nine times. Yeah, we've, uh, <laughs> there's been some creative editing. It's, it's actually only been like three or four. It's not that bad. It's it just like nine. It Sorry. does. Grovshow at gmail.com. That's the email and PayPal address. Donate because if you don't, you're basically stealing the show. Grovshow at gmail.com. Michael <laughs> Groff on Twitter. The Michael Groff Show on Facebook. We need new equipment. It's very obvious. It's, it's the, pretty apparent. The Michael Groff Show on Facebook. And for everything else Michael Groff related, the one and only Michael Groff. Sh- uh, MichaelGroff.com. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Everybody.